You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, frenetic, fresh, and frequently frenzied friends. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 260. And of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your perky pack of pals pros and packaderns i'm colin and i'm chris well i got some bummer news Uh i learned that i was getting laid off a couple days ago boo but there's a huge silver lining someone at work I didn't know this person listened to Good Job Brain, and this person didn't know I was Karen of Good Job Brain. And she reached out to me. She goes, oh, my God, I listened to the show. I had no idea we worked together. And our company is pretty small. She said, well, before you leave this week, I just want to say I think all of you bring something different to your show. And I always thought you bring the heart. I think that both Chris and Colin are really good examples of how I would love my son to be one day. They embrace Aww. their smarts and keep their goofiness and humbleness. Isn't that nice? That's very nice. Thank you so much. That's very touching. I was pretty calm about the layoffs. I was like, ah, oh, this happens. And then it wasn't until I read this message that I started I started crying. I was bawling. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's really nice. Well, without further ado, Let's jump into our first general trivia segment, Pop Quiz Hotshot. I have good news. Oh. I've resurrected. Oh, you did. The, the barnyard buzzer. <laughs> Hail and hearty. Had to totally uh, uh, decorrosionify the battery terminal. What you, did you use, go. like, baking soda? I used vinegar on a Q-tip because uh, <laughs> ordinarily I would, if this was like a Game Boy or something, I'd fully open it up and, and remove the battery um, connectors because they usually oh. just pull right out. And these do pull out, and I spent a little bit of time trying to yank them out with, like, the, not tweezers, but, like, like you know, electronic <laughs> Easier kind of things. Wow. But it wasn't yeah. coming out, and I was like, uh, I could really break this thing. I'm just going to go in with a Q tip and some vinegar and try to dissolve it, and then really then dry it, like blew it out with compressed air, you know, try to dry yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. Pop the batteries in, and we're good to go. It's oddly therapeutic. I always say, like, I love when I find, like, a Game Boy at a flea market, and they're like, exactly. oh, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's a dollar because it doesn't work. And then it's like you look at it and you open up the battery terminals, and they're all corroded. It's like, it's probably that. <laughs> All right, here I have a random, oh, I have a random stack of trivia, Trivial Pursuit cards. You guys have your barnyard buzzers. Uh, Chris has his rooster back, so we don't have to listen to the the rubber chickens shriek. What did somebody say? They almost drove off the road. No, 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 no. They were dri- they were driving. And they swallowed their gum. <laughs> How are the cards looking today, Karen? <laughs> One of these cards starts with what 1939 movie? <laughs> yeah, get this. Gone with the Wind. Well, what's the what's the question? What's the question? This is this, this doesn't is, count. This doesn't count. Okay, this this is a a Trivial Pursuit silver screen. And okay. by silver screen, I think they mean the era of the 1920s and 1930s. Sure, okay. 1940s. And I think that this set is a pretty old set, right? If it's the one I'm thinking, yeah. is it the silver and burgundy one, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. Those okay. are from, yeah, those are from like the 80s. And they're specifically about like an earlier era than that, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Movies from 100 years ago. Let's there, go. There's going to be no Back to the Future questions in here, yeah. Oh my God, it it could be 100 years ago. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> maybe it's not quite that is... old, but it could easily be 80 years old. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. All right. Well, so this 1939 question. All right. Uh, what, what do we got? 19... What we got? All right. What 1939 movie had Groucho Marx dancing an inverted Roomba with Eve Arden atop oh a gosh. circus tent? Duck soup. Incorrect. At the circus. Yeah. God, one day they're going to, people are going to say that about our pop culture trivia. They will. Hopefully, Isn't I'll that be sobering? Dead. Yeah, it's yeah. quite so. It is, in fact, quite sobering. Here we have normal trivial pursuit Blue Wedge for geography. Which U.S. state has the longest coastline? Chris, wow. California. Incorrect. That's oh, nice really? Thing. Yeah. I was gonna say Florida. Oh, it's, Florida. oh, 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 oh! Wait, 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 wait. It's, okay. Trick question. Uh, 
Alaska. Correct. Of course. Dang it. Yep, yep, yep. What's the state with the shortest coastline? Oh, it would be zero because no, no, well, no, shortest non-zero. Yeah, probably Rhode Island. Let's see. Man, I feel like we've had this in the quiz before. I feel like we did like a a longest and shortest. I mean, we've been doing the show a long time. Yeah, true. We've had everything in a quiz before, but we I should remember in Alaska. Yeah, you always got to listen for contiguous and continental in these U.S. state trivia's. It It is New Hampshire. Ah. New Hampshire shortest coastline at roughly oh, eighteen wow. miles. That is cool. Okay, all right. Less than a marathon's distance. Less than Karen. a marathon. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you can go go run the New Hampshire coastline. Oh, th- that would be cool. Yeah. Pink wedge for pop culture. What are the names of the twins on Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero? Pass. Colin. That is, of course, Brandon and Brenda Walsh. Yes. Oh my gosh. All right. Next question. Yellow Edge. Who is the pilot who successfully crash landed a commercial airline in the Hudson River in 2009? Ha <laughs> Chris. Arthur Sully Sulzberger. Did you get the first name wrong and the end part? Nickname, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then everything else is wrong. Yeah. No. What's, the, what's the first name? It's a Ch- Chesley, right? Or... Chesley. What? Yeah. Oh, yes. my gosh. I should have yeah. said Sully or yeah. Sulzberger. Chesley, nickname, quote, Sully Sullenberger. Sullenberger. Oh, Sullen. Yeah, Sullenberger. You got the nickname. You got. You should have. You should have just said no. Sully, and we would have given yeah. you the credit. Yeah. No. <laughs> Purple Wedge. Which author created James Bond and wrote Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Come on. Colin. Yeah, Ian Fleming. Ian Fleming. Ian Fleming. Yes. Correct. Uh, Green Wedge for science. What is the name of the process that heats food and milk? To kill harmful microorganisms. Chris. Pasteurization. Correct. Named for Louis Pasteur. Named for Arthur Sully. (laughs) Pasteur. (laughs) Karen, how do you know when you're drowning in milk? When it's past your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good. There have been worse ones. There have been worse. Yeah, Yeah, there have. There have. Uh, last question, Orange Wedge. What color is the jacket the winner receives for winning the Masters Golf Tournament? Colin. It is green. It is green. Why did I think it's gold? Hmm. I think that's from Happy Gilmore. <laughs> I think I think you might be right. <laughs> I think that's why you. I think that's why you might be thinking that. Yeah, is that true? Shooter McGavin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Good job, brains. Today's episode is an interesting one. It's a special one. So today's episode is 260. Usually in a Good Job Brain episode, we have a theme or a topic. Last episode, it was all about currency. But every fifth episode, we have no theme, no topic, and we've all made quizzes. But today's a little bit different. A couple of weeks ago, we all went in person to SporkleCon, which is a trivia convention. We did a live recording of our podcast there. We played pub trivia. We played in the tournament. It was it was great. We met we met so many fans. I mean, it was really fun. Somebody gave us a friendship bracelet. It was it was great. However, our sound files from our live recording got corrupted. Did something weird happened to it? These things happen. And so we're sad to report that uh, we only have bits of our live recording, which we will play throughout this episode. So if you hear something that sounds like a like a studio audience, that's our <laughs> SparkleCon segment. They were there voluntarily. They were. To be clear, they were not being held captive. One of the uh, so one of the segments that did get corrupted was the uh, fifteen minute standing ovation uh, that followed <laughs> the panel. Um, so you do have to imagine that in your in your mind. We will have segments from our what we could save our SparkleCon live panel, along with our usual all quiz bonanza. This week it's all quiz bonanza number fifty two. Oh. 
so I actually uh, did something interesting last week. Um, at the, there was a, a video game uh, conference, and they had a panel with the creator of Tetris, Alexey Pachitnov, oh. um, as well as the, uh, the 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 former CEO of the the Tetris company, Hank Rogers. Who, if you watch the Tetris movie, he was the character played by Taron Egerton in the Tetris movie, um, as well as Maya Rogers, the current CEO of Tetris. And they asked me to moderate the panel. Oh, awesome! Um, wow. So I went in, yeah, so I, I went in at, on stage uh, with the the Tetris Titans, talking about the you know past, present, future of uh, of Tetris. Tetris is just this very unique video game because it's recontextualized how we even think about our lives. Mm. When I was coming back from the Portland Retro Video Game Expo a couple of weeks ago, the Uber driver, as he's putting the bags into the trunk, he's saying to himself like. All right, let me try to Tetris this in here somehow. Oh, yes. You know? I say it all and, the time. Um, I do that too right. in that exact context of cramming yeah. stuff in my, in my car. it's like nobody, when somebody puts food in front of you, you're not like, I'm going to Pac-Man this food right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> or like, let me, let me go, let me go Mario over that fence. Like nobody <laughs> says that, but Tetris and universally and importantly, like cross language, cross culture. Yeah. That concept like to Tetris. Right. And so, and mm. then of course I, I kind of brought this up, like as we we're prepping for the panel, Maya as the CEO of Tetris is like, please don't use my trademark as a verb. Right. 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 <laughs> because that is how you lose a trademark. If it, you know, something becomes a genericized mm. uh, verb. So the Tetris company would never do that. They right, would never right. use Tetris as a as a verb in that way. And so it is an interesting. interesting sort of push and pull. You know, that got me thinking of we love on the show talking about trademarks, talking about how do things become a trademark or how do people lose their trademarks when they become genericized, words that you didn't know used to be a trademark because yeah. they are so common, words that you didn't know still are a trademark <laughs> even though they are so common. Yes. You're going to get in trouble for using them. I've put together the trademark quiz. I'm excited. It's in two parts. The first part is a quiz about former trademarks that have become genericized terms. In the true, like, legal sense, right? Okay. In the legal sense, okay, okay. yep. And then the second part is generic sounding terms that we use generically that are, in fact, still, still active oh, nice. trademarks. Nice. All right? So here we go. Uh, you'll just you'll just buzz in with the old barnyard buzzers, and uh, we'll go ahead into the first part right now. Ooh, okay. First question: This name for acetyl salicylic acid is a generic term in the U.S., but it is still trademarked in Canada. Colin, I believe that's aspirin. That is aspirin, acetyl salicylic oh. acid. You will still. Get in oh, trouble really? in Canada if you try to use it generically. Right. Yeah, it was yeah. Bayer, yeah. right? Invented that. They also uh, used to have the trademark on heroin because they invented <laughs> hey. heroin too as a as a wonder drug. <laughs> hey. Wow! If I lived by the border, I'd like cross the border and be like aspirin. And then <laughs> yeah. back to the border. You go to Canada jail. They're <laughs> like, I'm so sorry, and they put you in jail. Question number two: <laughs> If you need to move diagonally, you would need to use one of these, which was a trademark until 1950. Oh, if you need to move diagonally, it's like the—is it the elevators at Luxor? Oh, oh, is it escalator? Yes, it's escalator. Ah. <laughs> escalator was a trademark of the Otis Elevator Company until 1950. No, I know. Well, here, well, here's here's one. Here's one too. Uh, this term for a hinged communication device was a trademark of Motorola until 2005. Karen. Flip phone. Flip phone. Wow. Really? Flip phone is almost like heroin. Like nobody's going to be trying to use that trademark anymore. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say like, there's no question on flip phone, right? That, that, that that genie is out of the bottle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Another surprising one. This term was originally a trademark uh, for solid carbon dioxide. What? Colin, I think got that one first. Dry ice? Dry ice. Ah, oh, really? Trademark. If you think about it, it's, it's very clever. That you is know? good branding. That is really good, yeah. actually. Dry ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah I gotta it, say. It, and it is branding. It absolutely is, because it's like, why do I need solid carbon dioxide? It's like, no. <laughs> it's, it's ice that doesn't get wet. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> Unwet ice. Yep, yep. Uh, next question. The Ampex Corporation used to have the trademark on this term. 
uh, which is often heard immediately following the words sex and lies. <laughs> Karen. Videotape? Videotape. 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 Really? The uh, famous uh, late 80s film, Sex, Lies, and Videotape. I catch myself. I still say tape. Oh, I need to tape this. Oh, oh sure. When you I, mean record. Yeah, every now yeah, and then I still, that. it just kind of just slips right out. Yeah. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, wait yeah, a minute. Yeah. Okay, Grandma, let's get you to bed. Um, <laughs> this fuel, this fuel, otherwise known as paraffin, was trademarked in 1854. Hmm. Oh, well, it's wax. Nice. Right. Mm-hmm. Like liquid. The way you said fuel was so interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this fuel... Well, I'm trying Ooh. to pr- yeah, I'm trying to get it out so you, you understand what word I'm saying. You know well, what I mean? sometimes, um, sometimes those words with a lot of vowels and things like that, they kind of get uh get lost. Yeah, this fuel. This is not ringing uh, a bell. Well, I'm saying I'm saying it with I'm saying it with two syllables, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuel. I don't know it's, either. Yes. Uh, it- it's it's uh, kerosene. Oh. kerosene. Oh, that sounds like a chemical term. Acetone. Right, right. No nope, amino yeah. acids. So that's yeah. Trademarked in 1854. Finally, uh, the B.F. Goodrich Company once had a trademark on this revolutionary hookless fastener that it used on its rubber boots. Karen. Velcro. No, not Velcro. No! Velcro, I believe, is still trademarked. Mm-hmm. Um, different kind of hookless fastener. This was it, the, the the fastener itself, uh, the device that like maybe fastens or closes up a piece of um, footwear or possibly clothing had already been invented, but they came up with the the name for it, oh. the trademark <gasps> name for it. Colin, this is the zipper. It's the zipper. The zipper used to be a trademark of the BF Goodrich Company, which you think about as tires, but they did rubber boots. And That's so right. It was, it was when like they put one of these on their on their boots, they called it the zipper, which again, it's like does sound like a, a trademark name when you think about it, but it's become so common that we don't think about it as we're saying somebody's brand name. Yep, but yeah, yep. it originally was. It zips. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> That's yeah. what it does. Right. It's fast. Right? And it's, it's an like, and it's an onomatopoeia, uh, a little bit like zip. But it's like you don't have to sit there, buckle all the little, little hook in the eye of all up your rubber boots, you know, anymore. You just zip it, like zip, you know. Uh, okay, well that does it for the first part of the quiz. I think we've had some surprising entries uh, in there, and now it is time for part two. Oh, I think you're gonna blow our minds for this part. <laughs> so generic sounding terms that are in fact still trademarked. So here we go. Sony holds the trademark for this device often seen in sports stadiums, although it hasn't actually made any of them since 2001. Karen. Jumbotron. Jumbotron. Mm, yeah. Jumbotron. Is a trademark? I find it less interesting that it's that it's trademarked and more interested that it's trademarked by Sony. And that they have not actually made an actual jumbo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Over 20 years. All right. Next question. Technically, you should call the generic version of this a stand up personal watercraft. Oh. What? Colin? That must be jet ski. Jet ski. Jet no. Ski. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder what the, how would you describe that in generic terms? Stand up personal watercraft, Karen. <laughs> you're, not, you're not using a trademark jet ski brand. Um, you have to, you have to say, I'm going to go out and, and do some stand up personal watercraft. Dinner. Dude, did you see those guys out on the lake on those stand up personal watercraft? They were just zipping around like, yeah, they're sick. <laughs> okay. Um, next, next one. Australians call this an icy pole. <laughs> oh, oh, Karen. Popsicle. Popsicle. Popsicle is not a generic term for an for an any ice pop. Uh, that is a <laughs> The next time you're putting together IKEA furniture, make sure to ask your significant other where the hell the hex key is, lest you <laughs> accidentally genericize this trademark. Uh. Colin. Oh, I, okay. Is it's? I mean, is it Allen Wrench? Because it's a name. It's Allen like Wrench. Allen Wrench. Mm. Yes. 
created by the Allen Company, which is now owned by the Apex Tool Group. They created the Allen Wrench, genericized term media hex game. I mean, it's, uh, it's, which is crazy when you yeah. think about it, because because before they invented that wrench, nobody could put those screws in. So it's a good thing that they um, <laughs> that they came up with that. They just can't call it Allen Wrench. They don't have a patent on it anymore. They okay, don't have a okay. patent on, because patents expire. You can make one, but you can't call it an Allen Wrench. Mm-hmm. Oh, weird. Okay. Next yeah. key. Yes. All right. This term, going, going over to uh, British English and also, I guess, Australian, this term for a ballpoint pen is used as a generic term in British English, even though it remains a registered trademark of Bic. Oh. Oh, no. Colin? Is it Stilo? It's not Stilo. This is the, if you had a ballpoint pen and you're like, give me a, you know, you don't say give me a ballpoint pen mm-hmm. if you're in England. And you don't say give me a Bic either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is a good one to know. It no. is a bureau. Oh. Bureau. That might bureau. be what I was thinking Send of. me that bureau. B-I-R-O. It's the last name of the inventor of the ballpoint pen. Oh. Arthur Sully Bureau. No, uh, <laughs> Laszlo. Laszlo Bureau. Um. <laughs> Another question. All right, real trivia. Properly, this is a foot bag. Oh. Foot bag. Okay. Colin. Hacky sack. Hacky sack. Oh, my gosh. A hacky sack. I was like, sock? I've been saying my whole life. I kind of wrote, I kind of wrote it that way with no hints because you had to think about what a what a foot bag with no context. Yeah, it's like a foot bag. Yes, sock. Very good. No, haggy sack, haggy sack. All right, this is one from a, a, a previous good job brain uh, entire segment. But uh, don't don't genericize the name of this packing material uh, unless you want to incur the legal wrath of the sealed air corporation. Karen. Bubble wrap. Bubble wrap. I like the way people get around it. Bubble pack. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or packing bubbles. <laughs> yep, you can do all of that, but you can't say bubble yeah. wrap. Wow. Um, okay. <clears throat> Infant bodysuit. Oh, 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 I just learned this one. <laughs> Karen. Onesie. Yes. Really? O-N-E-S-I-E, a onesie, which everybody calls yeah. single-piece baby clothing, right? Trademarked brand name of Gerber. Gerber. Wow. Gerber. I just yep. call it a baby bag. So, you know. It's, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, the good. Yeah. Then good. Then you're in. Then we're in the legal clear here at Good Job Brain. Gerber's not going to come after us. Like, for some of this stuff, like hacky sack, I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Sounds but what, like a, what? Yeah. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, wow. that's a trademark. And they go after people. So, yeah. That's part of your only defense against you're losing these, right? Is you have to demonstrate that you are going yes. after people using it. Like, if you don't go oh. after them, then they can just go and say, hey, you know, they haven't been defending it. They haven't been, right. Um, baby bag's not bad. Baby bag is good. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Uh, finally, it's the last question in this rollicking uh, trademark quiz. Um, finally, my doctor was a real stickler for not genericizing trademarks, so I was forced to explain to him that I had stuck my hand in my face with cyanoacrylate adhesive. <laughs> oh, what? That's uh, super glue. Super glue. <laughs> super glue. <laughs> but but don't people call it crazy glue, which crazy glue is also That's another a brand, brand name? right? But what are you supposed to call it? I think they I, I don't know. <laughs> I think I think everybody there is no generic name for it. So everybody has to come up with their own like, name yeah, super yeah. super and crazy are like definitely the best ones like super glue crazy glue <laughs> then it's like ah what else is, yeah right. irreverent glue <laughs> irreverent glue. <laughs> my daughter she had been asking for a new hula hoop um, because she had, a, oh, she had yes. an old one that had gotten totally munched uh we went to the shop and i was telling my wife uh, i was like oh you know i hope they have hula hoop brand you know and she's like what do you mean i was like oh well it's like <laughs> only only whammo can sell right. hula hoop waist circling hoops or whatever you know the, the name <laughs> would be circles. yeah even though everybody right. on this planet calls it a hula hoop just yesterday we were at 
like a party supply shop getting some stuff for Halloween. And they had a, a bunch of stuff like toys and things on the wall. And I was like, oh, look, look, look. And I went over and it's a hip hoop because it was not <laughs> Whammo brand um, waist yep. encircling toy. <laughs> it was the hip hoop brand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's my turn. Let's take a take a trip back. I will be here playing my quiz segment that was from our live SporkleCon panel in front of a live studio audience. How do I describe it? It truly is a, a celebration of life. Let's have a listen. So something happened just a few weeks ago to me. Um, I gave birth to a baby. <laughs> uh, Pretty recently, uh, now I am a, a mom of two, and I'm reliving those newborn days, which, yay, <laughs> fun. So we hear a good job, Brain. Uh, obviously, we love learning and talking about uh, animal secretions. Animals, maybe I do. Animal secretions, yes, yes, yes. We, well, of course, we have our classic uh, beaver uh, castorium. Mm. Uh, we have the, the bombardier beetle with the exploding butt, mm. uh, the parrotfish that covers itself and its snot so it's weird it's gross it's interesting so taking inspiration from those two things uh here i have a quiz about unusual lactation in the animal kingdom (laughs) yay a quiz you didn't think you needed before you get into it i was at um the california academy of sciences last weekend and i had to take a picture of this because it cracked me up but i was it was the california sea cucumber sea cucumbers are gutless in the face of danger they (laughs) self-eviscerate when attacked this is my favorite part ejecting their internal organs as a distraction. Well, they're like a tube. I, love I would yeah. be distracted. Gross. I don't want to do that. Well, okay. So yes, my quiz, I'm titling it. I just had a baby, so I'm going to milk it for all it's worth. Uh, so I've prepared some fascinating questions about lactation, milk, feeding, uh, so Colin and Chris, dads of the year, you guys are dads, you guys might know, uh, you need to buzz in with your buzzers, classic style. So I'll cut to the chase here. I know what you're all wondering. Karen, what animal has the most nipples? <laughs> cut to the chase, I'll tell, and, and how many, how many right, right. Yeah. could there be? Um, Centipede. <laughs> uh, it's a mammal, yeah. mammal, yeah. mammal, yeah. mammal. Yeah. So clocking in at 36 nipples, <laughs> it is the Tenric, T-E-N-R-E-C, Tenric. Yes, good job, Tenrics, for having so many nipples. Wow. What is it? Uh, what, what, what is a Tenric? So it kind of looks like a, a less chubby hedgehog. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so here's my question. Tenrics are primarily found in what island nation that's more famous for their lemurs? Go for it. Is that Madagascar? Yes! Oh, oh my okay. God. Well, because of the movie Madagascar, King uh. Julian. Uh, but yes, they actually, they're, they're really famous for uh, their, their lemurs. I had another clue, which is the fourth largest island uh, in the world mm. by landmass. Mm. It is Madagascar. So now let's go on the other end of the spectrum. We got, we got Tenrix with sporting 36 nipples. We have uh, an animal <laughs> group that actually has milk, but has zero nipples. Uh, oh. So... What egg-laying animal group has no nipples? Egg-laying. They still produce milk, and, and, and like the milk just kind of comes out of their so they're, skin. they're mammals. They're mammals, egg-laying for sure. Egg-laying animal. Oh. Mammals. Oh, uh, what uh, is that group called? Oh, the group. Ooh, we got to right, we, Are we going to ask the audience? Cole, you have been like raising your hand, I think, from the beginning. Just yell it out so we can get on mic. Monotremes, oh, monotremes, echidna, platypus. Uh-huh. I was going to guess yes. platypus as an animal, but I would, I did not yeah, remember. Yeah, the animal group. I, I, I know that because of Phineas and Ferb, but I yeah. Uh-huh. So, so milk just like comes out, huh. and like it, the babies just lick they just like so, lick it yeah, off. Yeah, 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 yeah. No nipples, no nipples at all. Okay, speaking of nipples, which actor was the first to wear the infamous Batman suit? With the external rubber nipples. Oh. Which actor was it? Colin. Is that George Clooney? 
incorrect. Is it, is it Val Kilmer? It's ah. Val Kilmer. Val Iceman himself. I like that you specified they were external nipples as opposed to internal nipples. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Visible. Like, <laughs> people yeah. made a big deal. Joel Schumacher, the director of Batman Forever, which was the third uh, of the Batman series, really wanted the nipples, thought it was cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he actually was like, yeah, maybe I was wrong. And, you know, after everybody complained about it, I picture um, him George Lucas style going through the sketches, nipples, nipples, drawing on all the concept <laughs> art. Needs more nipples. Okay, so even though technically only mammals produce milk, uh, there are non-mammals out there that secrete milk-like substances to feed their babies. Pigeons. Pigeons make pigeon milk. Isn't that gross? <laughs> isn't that sorry, isn't that wonderful? <laughs> um, so, so some birds they have something called it, it's called crop milk. Crop milk. So birds have this this pouch on their throat called the crop. Sometimes they like store food in there. It's like a snack pocket. <laughs> but but when when they're when they're feeding their babies, it will secrete a nutritious substance so that the mom bird can feed the baby birds. Crop milk, pigeon milk. I want to like, taste the pigeon. You milk. can buy it. You can buy it at pet stores. There, it's like it's like. So if you have baby birds, you can like feed it to them. Um, but uh, flamingos also secrete crop milk. Tell me, what is unusual? About flamingo crop milk. I mean, Chris, it's a uh, strawberry flavor. No, it's <laughs> it's pink. It's pink. It's bright pink, it's bright like red, pink. bright pink. For the same mm. reason is that because it's all because the pinkness in the flamingos, right? Is because right. there's shrimps. Yeah, shrimps. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're diet. <laughs> it's not because they're not like colored that way. Yeah, right? yeah, so yeah. It would come out in the milk too. You might see it in the wild, and you think the flamingo's bleeding. It's like bright red, so oh. it might get mistaken for blood. Oh. And they're like, "Oh my god, why are these flamingos?" Bleeding, it's it's actually crop milk. Um, all right, another animal that also produces milk, a non-mammal that produces uh, milk-like substances, is the jumping spider. The jumping spider also feed their baby with some nutritious substance. Can you imagine drinking spider milk? So on the topic of spiders, what legendary wrestler started out with the character called the spider? And this, Legendary is, this is your wrestler. beat, Chris. This well, is it, beat. It, it is, but it's like so many of these guys, before they found that gimmick that worked, it's like they probably they, did like yeah, a yeah. million other crazy things and whatever First was in the character. Back. I mean, how about uh, I mean, Hulk Hogan? Incorrect. Oh, no, Incorrect. No, 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 no. Leaping Lanny Poffo. No, it is <laughs> Macho Man Randy okay. Savage. Really? Wow. wow. You had the right family. The, yeah, the right spider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so... The most expensive milk, actual milk, the expensive milk that you can commercially buy is produced by what mammal? <sighs> the, okay. Like the for human consumption, you can buy this. Can buy. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Produced by what mammal? I have a hint. I, uh, okay. It's also one of Gordon Ramsay's favorite insults. Oh, the donkey? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Uh, donkey milk is the most expensive milk that you can buy. It is $130 per liter, which is $62 per pint. Hmm. Wow. Is it is, good? What's it's, so good about it? Yeah. It's nutritious, very nutritious, and it's rare. Donkey milk cheese is the most expensive cheese you can buy as well. Well, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, naturally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it would follow. Um, All okay. the finest restaurants have donkey milk cheese. <laughs> no, they, see, they don't. Like, that's, <laughs> so now if you see it, you know it's, yeah, it's rare. All right. So another animal question. What animal's mammary gland is five feet long? Uh, oh. Chris. The, the killer whale, the orca. No. no? Okay. Bigger. Go bigger. Blue whale. Blue whale. Yeah, blue, whale. blue whale. The gland, yeah. the gland itself weighs as much as a baby elephant. Uh, and, then, and then how much milk can a blue whale make in a day? 200 liters. That is a bathtub. A bathtub of, of, of whale milk. Wow. And the milk is like cheese, curdly and, and, and gloopy and buttery. So, yeah, imagine uh, taking a bath in that. All right, all right. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I'll close it out. I got one last question to haunt everybody's uh, haunt everybody's minds. We've explored the animal kingdom, but let's end with us humans, mm. the most dangerous animal of all. <laughs> the most dangerous game. Besides the chest, what other part of the human body is capable of expressing milk? Pure ducts. Incorrect. Okay. Not a bad guess. Hmm. Oh, uh, 
<laughs> the navel. That's not a bad guess either. Right, well, that's that's just tell us. It is the armpit. The really? armpit. Oh, I guess that is, it is closer. Uh, right. The milk ducts run like a, like a V. Right. Makes yeah. Sense. So, yeah. So sure. some people, I'm not saying all mm-hmm. moms, if they're, if they're nursing or, or breastfeeding, their milk glands in their armpits will swell up and sometimes milk will come out. How do I know this? <laughs> we'll leave it at that. The end. The end. Thank you, everybody. We're not. We're not getting asked back to Sparkle Time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, my name's Alvin, and did you know that pandas poop a hundred times a day? You're listening to Good Job Brain. Bye! And we're back! This week, it's our all-quiz number 52. Before we jump into more quizzes, I just want to sh- share this trivia. We here at Good Job Brain love film series. It shows up in trivia a lot in pub trivia. The Pirates of the Caribbean yeah, series. Yeah, which yes, movie is yes. what? Who's in which right. one? The Lord of the Rings saga right. plus The Hobbit. Which um, one has more movies if you add them all up? Uh, yeah. Which one has had more Orlando Bloom appearances? Yeah. So here I have a another film series that I think we should we should always be prepared and know. And it is the Airbud series. Important. <laughs> yes. Very important. Oh my goodness. Let's go through the Airbud series with the first movie, Airbud, where Airbud, the dog, the, the golden retriever, plays basketball. Mm. Apparently, this dog has uncanny ability and affinity for multiple sports. So, Airbud <laughs> one, now I'm going down the series. Airbud colon, golden receiver. <laughs> That's it's it's a good it's a good title. It's a good title. I want to turn this into an impromptu quiz. Is that football? <laughs> yes, that is American football. Yes, impromptu. <laughs> it's a pretty easy quiz. Yeah. Right. Third in this uh in this legendary series, Airbud World Pup. <laughs> soccer. Soccer, of course. Yes. Association <laughs> football. Fourth in the series, Airbud seventh inning fetch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's even good at baseball. He's even good at baseball. Incredible. You know, like once they hit the third one, they're like, "Oh, this is great." We just—it's just each one's a new sport. Just start, start, yeah. start, yeah. start working on the pun. We'll write the script. And the official Airbud series ends with uh, this last film: Airbud spikes back. His <laughs> spikes back. Is that volleyball or it's what is he volleyball? Play? Oh my gosh. I thought they might go for hockey, maybe, or yeah. They they actually can't do an Airbud hockey movie because because there is a rule that says that dogs can't <laughs> yeah. play hockey. NHL had the foresight. They thought yep. they thought that one through. Yeah. Yep. I've only watched the first movie, um, and I read the plot summaries for all of these other movies. Uh, turns out this town has very loosey goosey sport sport <laughs> association <laughs> rules. <laughs> really, this dog could play all of these sports. So that's that's the Airbud series. Then, of course, Airbud Buddy, uh, the the dog, had a bunch of puppies, and so then there's the Buddies series oh where it's gosh. the puppies and the puppies go to space they do you know i've never i've never heard of this (laughs) expansion buddies the airbud universe 
I I saw that and I was like, oh, we should know this. No, that's good because like like if you because if you had to list out for me, I mean, as I just said, I would have guessed hockey for that last one, right? I mean, if yeah. if I didn't have the pun title, now is he does he get into fights? Does Airbud like stand oh, yeah. up and just start punching the other you know, guys <laughs> yeah. in the face with his with his forepaws? Does he have four skates or does he have two skates? Like, how does that? He's got to yes! he's got to hold the stick, right? Maybe just that's why they didn't do hockey. It's just like yeah, they never got past put ice skates on him. Like, now nah, forget <laughs> it, forget it. What else can we do? <laughs> all right, back to all quiz. Colin, you got a quiz for us? I do. I do. I'm excited to announce the return to the show of Brad Pitt or Lasers. Pew, 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 pew. Thank you for the sound effects, as always, Karen. Yes. Brad Pitt or Lasers uh, quiz. I love to, to create for you guys the format of this quiz. Uh, if you do not remember any of the previous, I don't know, three, four installments, something like that over the last <laughs> 10 plus years, I will give you a pair of things. Uh, might be people, might be an invention, might be a food, might be a company. And your job is just to tell me which of these two came first, which is older. And so in the case of a person, this would be the date they were born. If this was the case of an invention, it would be when it was invented or announced to the public. Uh, In the case of a piece of media, it would be when it was released. Released. So for a movie would be release date or a video game release date, that kind of thing. So, all right, this will be a write down quiz. Which came first? We've got two juggernauts here of entertainment. The television series Grey's Anatomy or the video game World of Warcraft. Both extremely popular. Really close. Extremely long running. The TV show Grey's Anatomy by mega producer Shonda Rhimes. Mm -hmm. And Karen, I know you have devoted many, many, many hours of your life to World of Warcraft. All right, I'm ready. All right, answers up. Karen says, wow. Chris says, wow. You are both correct. You are both okay. correct. Okay. We are talking a matter of months. However. Whoa. Really? Yes, yes. yes. So uh, uh, World of Warcraft, November 2004 release. Yep. And Grey's Anatomy debuted March 2005. This show, it's absolutely just incredible, the longevity of that show. I remember World of Warcraft was (laughs) pre-YouTube. Oh, yeah? Yeah. For me to watch clips of the game, I had to go to, like, E-Bombs World, or, you know, like... (laughs) 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 Moving right along. Certainly a good candidate for uh, Internet's favorite boyfriend, actor Ryan Gosling... Which came first, actor Ryan Gosling or Chicken McNuggets? <laughs> wow. Ryan wow. Gosling. All right, okay. Or Chicken McNuggets. How old is Ryan Gosling? He's like my age. And we've all had Chicken McNuggets. You know, but... honest to God, I don't know if I am older or younger than Chicken McNuggets. Like, it's always been something <laughs> that we've had, but it's like, what if they invented Chicken McNuggets in 1981? You know what I mean? Or in late 19? I don't know. Or really is know. it like one franchise did Chicken Nuggets and then <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, right. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go with yeah, same thing. I'm gonna go with Ryan. You have both put Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling was born November 12th, 1980. Oh, older than me. Chicken McNuggets. Younger than me. Chicken McNuggets were introduced first in select markets, but were introduced. Yeah. Chris, you actually nailed it. 1981. Chicken oh McNuggets. My God. Oh, yeah, just pulled. I am I'm older than Ryan Gosling and Chicken McNuggets. <laughs> now I'm going to crumble into dust. Bye. Yeah, they they came up with the concept uh, in in the late seventies. It sounds like select markets in uh, McDonald's, of course. <laughs> if the Mick did not tip you off, yeah, select markets in nineteen eighty one. It was such a hit. It was a smash hit, just huge hit. They could not keep up with the supply, mm. and so the McDonald's like corporation, they basically had to kind of hold on the wide rollout until they could get their supply chain sort of uh sorted out and they did yeah so uh uh, released available worldwide uh by 1983 is what i read so oh okay yeah by any measure ryan gosling older than chicken mcnuggets tied up here 
two points each moving right along. Uh, Chris, I had to laugh when this appeared on your quiz, uh, but I think this question is still valid. Which came oh. first, the zipper mm. or the teddy bear? Two oh. legendary American innovations, inventions, the zipper and the teddy bear. Chris may have had a little bit of an advantage on this one. On the zipper, I know. Now we'll I see. wish I paid more attention when he said the year. I don't think he zipper. did say the year, at okay. least. All right. Answers I not, up. I did not say the year. Answers up. All right. You have both written teddy bear. If you know your presidential history, you can kind of pin it down yep. somewhat. Right. It is. Yeah. It is, in fact, of course, as you've probably heard many places, named uh, after a story involving President Theodore Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt. That term of the teddy bear as a bear for sale, stuffed animal, dates to 1902. 1902. Mm, okay. Now I'm reconsidering. Uh, yeah. the, there was a, it was a bear hunting trip that he took in November 1902, and the media okay. covered it, and toy sellers quickly, quickly capitalized. The zipper... Well, so, so the bear is supposed to represent the bear that he hunted so the story which is true there's no reason not to believe it's true the story is that he was on a bear hunting trip and they you know they were with dogs and they had basically chased a bear down and had it captive and was like okay mr president here's this bear for you to kill and he basically said this is not sporting in any way i'm not gonna shoot this tied up little young bear so he didn't and so the the story then became the coverage of roosevelt's humanity even being a hunter right well i mean the bear did actually end up being um you know put out of his misery but he did but teddy roosevelt did not shoot this bear when given the opportunity so there was a very famous political cartoon after this and then a toy seller by the name of morris mictum saw this and was already selling animals and was inspired to create a little stuffed bear, put it in his candy shop window in Brooklyn with a sign, Teddy's Bear. And so that's that's generally accepted to be the origin of the term Teddy Bear, Teddy's Bear. Yeah, 1902. But what's our answer here? So uh, the zipper invented by Whitcomb Judson in 1892, ah, 1892. So close. So the zipper outdates the teddy bear by 10 years. And I was gonna, I started looking this up because I was going to really fact check this because as we know, zipper was a trademarked term. Yes. The the term did not actually get introduced until 1923. Exactly. So then my, so then my question was, were there stuffed generic bears prior to the invention of that type of hookless fastener? And the answer is no. The answer is, for all intents and purposes, no. The teddy bear and the idea of the stuffed toy bear were simultaneous inventions in 1902. So you are right, but I but I fact checked it. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate the real time fact checking, and and I should note that uh, the the zipper, uh, Whitcomb Judson's invention, his is the thing that is most close to a modern recognizable zipper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but in either case, what did case, he call it? That's a good question. Oh, what did he call it? Yeah, he called it. He called it already. He called it because I have the thing open. He called it a shoe fastening. Ah. Right, it really limits you too. I mean, what if I want to yeah, close my jacket? Put it on with my it? jacket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which came first? Which came first? Drake, by which I mean Aubrey Drake Graham, rapper, actor, yes. multimedia personality. Drake. OVO. Or Robocop. Drake. Oh, man. Or the mm. Paul Verhoeven movie robocop it's so hard to tell how people uh, how old people are these days uh, what's your which is older drake drake or robocop yeah. answers up you have wow. both. you guys are in sync today you guys have both written robocop mm. unfortunately <gasps> no oh, gosh. aubrey drake graham is older than robocop i was a little surprised I, I he's a little bit older than i thought drake was born uh october 1986 and RoboCop was released in July 1987. Oh, man. I thought RoboCop was earlier. Same thing. That is later than I thought it was. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. The 16th highest grossing film that year at the U.S. box office. Just behind La Bamba. Hmm. 
You guys might have to just go with your guts on this one. Which came first, Scotch Tape mm-hmm. or the NFL? <laughs> you just uh, said Scotch Tape in a in a Christopher Walken kind of flavor. Scotch Tape. <laughs> <laughs> just tell me which one is older. <laughs> the Foo Fighters. Scotch tape uh, or sorry, what's the second thing? The NFL, the National, the National Football, Football League. League. We are right in the thick of NFL season. All right, Chris. Um, Chris is saying NFL. Oh, here we go. We got a separation. Karen says Scotch tape. Chris says NFL. Scotch tape was invented in 1930 by an employee of the 3M oh, no. Corporation. The NFL. Depending on how you want to count it, dates to either 1920 or 1922. Yes, yes. The original organization, which was the American Professional Football Conference, dates to 1920. They renamed themselves in 1922. Only two of the very original teams are still uh, extant or, you know, descendants of the two original teams. Yeah. Which are what? Uh, I guess this is good trivia in itself. Right. So of the original teams, uh, which included, these are kind of fun, always the old timey team names. Uh, The original teams, 1920, were the Hammond Pros, the Muncie Flyers, both from Indiana, the Rochester Jeffersons from New York, the Rock Island Independents. The Decatur Staley's and the Racine Cardinals from Illinois. Today, uh, only remaining are the uh, the Decatur Staley's, which morphed over time into the Chicago Bears, and oh. the Arizona Cardinals, which were the Chicago Cardinals. Uh, Racine, Chicago Cardinals. Yeah. All right. We'll transition from there with the NFL question to a comparison with the most electrifying personality in and around the NFL these days. I'm talking, of course, about Taylor Swift. Which came first? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Taylor Swift uh-huh. or Dippin' Dots? Dippin' okay. Dots candy. Oh, man. Oh, man. I Taylor did a segment on Dippin' Dots, too. Oh, my gosh. Dippin' Dots ice cream. Dippin' Dots, sorry, yes. Dippin' Dots ice cream snack. If you know even a little bit about Taylor Swift, you probably know yeah. what year she was born. I don't know that. Mm. Her album. That. And I believe, mm-hmm. Karen, at one point on a previous episode, you you uh, told us a little bit about the history of how Dippin' Dots were invented. And then and then the technology of refrigeration <laughs> or, or freezing went on to helping with a COVID vaccine storage. It did. That's oh, right. Okay. That's right. Extremely cold. Yeah. It's so yeah. cold. Oh, and- I see. I see. Now, if you're gonna, if you tell me that Taylor Swift invented Dippin' Dots when she was a baby, I believe it. Put it past her. Answers up. All right, again, Whoa. we're getting some divergent. Chris says Dippin' Dots. Karen says Taylor. Taylor Swift was born December thirteenth, of course, nineteen eighty nine. Nineteen eighty nine. You got okay. it. Dippin' Dots were introduced in nineteen eighty eight. So oh Dippin' Dots are just. Just oh, wow. a little bit older than Taylor Swift. Not not that long after the introduction of Chicken McNuggets. Yeah, I mean, the 80s was, man. How far we came in terms of, like, <laughs> individually separated out round, uh, you know, unorthodox food items in just seven years. Yeah. Um, and, Karen, I, I will give you credit for this. I think you shared with us before that the Dippin' Dots technology, uh, the person who invented it, uh, Kurt Jones, he was actually trying to invent an Kurt improved... An imp- Kurt Dots. Yeah, Kurt <laughs> Sully Dots. Um, he was looking for... <laughs> Uh, an improved way to deliver animal feed. So it was like, yeah, I mean, which I guess in a way he did. We're animals. Yeah, we need to eat. Which is older? DVDs or Simone Biles, the (laughs) greatest gymnast? I know. Okay, I'd do some math because I know how old she is. (laughs) I don't even feel like there's a question, but okay. All right, Chris feels very confident in his answer. Karen has written down DVD. Chris has written down DVD. We had DVDs in the late 90s. I don't think we had Simone Biles in the 90s. Well, Simone Biles, I think, is 26. So that makes her oh, born around that, okay, 1997. So that, yeah. Oh, Karen, okay, all right. wow. So, so I really like wow. this one. So you guys are both technically correct which is the best kind of correct. You're both <laughs> technically correct. Uh, DVDs were commercially released in Japan. In uh-huh. November 
1996. Simone Biles was born March 14th, 1997. And then the first US DVD release, notably, was Twister in March 24th, 1997. DVDs, yes, older than Simone Biles. Okay, last question. Which came first? The Apple iPad, the iPad Gen 1, or South Sudan, the country? Wow! I know! I don't know. Apple iPad. Okay, okay, hold on. I know know South Sudan is very new. It is the newest, in fact, the most recent sovereign state. Colin and I actually worked on an iPad 1 launch yes, title. We did. Yes. yes. So when did we work together? <laughs> when was that? A lifetime ago. As did wow. Dana. I think iPad was 2010. So iPad was a well, few years after. I believe up. it was 2010. Answers up. I'm going to say I'm going to say iPad cuz that's funnier. All right. Cuz I know the <laughs> year for South Sudan. You have both written down iPad. You are you are correct. Uh, 2010. You're right, Chris. Uh, January 2010 for the first iPad. South Sudan gained independence from Sudan in 2011. Yes, so the iPad is hmm. older than South Sudan. Someone somewhere in South Sudan, I have faith, has a Gen 1 iPad, and they can say, this iPad is older than my country. Yes. Wow. <laughs> victory, to, victory to Chris there, but you both uh, yeah. did very well and were uh, right in lockstep there for a while. So yeah, I, you know, I have to say, guys, I have a lot of fun putting these quizzes together. I'm tempted to rename this format Ryan Gosling or Chicken McNuggets. Um, <laughs> Gosling or Nugs? <laughs> Goslinger right. nugs. Yeah, but no, I think we'll yeah. we'll keep it as Brad Pitt or lasers. All right, well done. Small goose versus small chicken. Yeah. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. So our trip to, you know, SporkleCon was not without its uh, snags. Um, We definitely had an issue pop up uh, during our panel. Um, And so we will just, you know what, we'll we'll just play that for you now so you can see uh, what went wrong and uh, how the audience helped us solve it. So has anybody gotten the chance to do like sightseeing while you're here? Because we're here in Washington, D.C. Karen and I went out and we saw um, the uh, the Lincoln Memorial and we saw the, the Washington Monument. Um, and by saw, I mean f- from the window of the car as we were, you know, <laughs> driving up here. And that's the sightseeing that I did. And uh, no, so I was just thinking like, oh my God, I'm coming. I haven't been to DC in a while, you know, but it's like, well, I'm just spending the whole thing in this hotel and I'm thinking, oh, maybe, you know, maybe some of you guys, maybe some of our audience members are sort of feeling the same kind of way. Like, you know, we want to get out and see some stuff. So what I did was we asked SporkleCon uh, to just as a special treat for everybody here, we went ahead and set up a live uh, satellite feed of the Lincoln Memorial so we can do a little bit of sightseeing like while we're we're here. We got the feed up. The yes. feed's up now. Oh, so we've majestic been go- we've been just we've been going for like a half an hour so i thought we'd all just sit in silence for like you know five ish minutes or so beautiful is. oh yeah in- in- inspiring we'll just we'll just watch this for a little while and i assume that um nothing's gonna happen i hope you're all yeah i hope you're all in- in- enjoying it um oh, oh no oh, oh no. my gosh what is what that is go- oh no oh no oh you guys was that a helicopter Carmen San Mateo has ridden in an orange helicopter. How could you applaud this evil person? Stole the Lincoln. I had no idea it just came right off the seat like that. It's like a, it's like a big Lego. It's just a big Lego. They just pop yeah. them right on there. Yeah. It's not secure. Well, oh my gosh, you guys. It seems like international uh, thief Carmen San Mateo has made off with um, the, uh, the, the Lincoln from the Lincoln Memorial. And I think that we are all going to need you guys here in the audience to help us get it back and save Washington, D.C. Can you do it, Sporkle Con? Yes. 
Probably. So there used to be a show on TV that had somebody with a sort of a similar name to Carmen San Mateo. Carmen San Mateo was the Northern California version <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. of yeah, that, yeah, if that yeah, helps yeah. you out a little bit. So we don't want to get in any kind of legal trouble. So we want to be very clear this is a distinct um, distinct villain uh, that we have to go after right now. And so what we're going to do is very similar to um, what you may have seen on the su- um, Southern California version. Some other the Southern California version show that played in the 1990s and had uh, Rockapella. But I have some uh, questions that I'm going to ask everybody. You've got your AB paddles uh, still. And I'm actually going to ask these questions uh, to Karen and Colin. Uh, they're going to each, I'm going to each uh, ask them for their answers, which we have not prepped ahead of time. Wink. And then you guys are going to decide if you think that uh, A, Colin is correct, or B, Karen is correct. And then as we get the questions right, we will hopefully, A, find the loot, the loose uh, Lincoln statue piece. Oh, it is um, loose. It's loose. Uh, the, Yo, you got um, any loose Lincolns? <laughs> uh, get the search warrant, which is important, so uh, the, the police can uh, legally acquire the warrant and go search through um, Carmen's um, Florida uh, golf club um, and find the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, America's stolen treasure, and uh, then we can catch Carmen San Mateo herself and get her back into jail. You may remember that uh, she actually she slipped through our grasp uh, the last time we we encountered her on the podcast. So this is in space, in space, in space. And so, uh, yeah, let's go, let's do this. So here we go. Where in the world? Where in the heck? Where in the where, who in the heck is? Carmen San Mateo, question number one, audience. Carmen was seen fleeing. I'll give my earpiece. Uh, Carmen was seen fleeing to a city in Brazil that happens to be Washington, D.C.'s sister city. All right. Colin, what do you think? Uh, it's Sao Paulo. Okay. Karen, what do you think? Brasilia. Mm. Is it, did, did Carmen go to A, Sao Paulo, or did she go to B, Brasilia? Brasilia. Um, I see some A's. I see some B's, but I see mostly B's. You guys are correct. It is B, Brasilia. Brasilia is the capital of Brazil. Washington, D.C. is the capital of the United States of America. Last time I checked, and they only, Washington, D.C. generally only partners up with other world capitals for the sister city stuff. So we got Lincoln back. We got the loot, but now we got to get Carmen into jail. So let's, uh, let's keep going. Uh, Carmen has eluded our grasp once more. Our source on the ground says that she is headed to the South American country with the largest population of alpacas. Did Carmen head to Bolivia or Peru? Colin? Peru. Bolivia. Okay. Colin says Peru, A. Karen says Bolivia, B. Um, Looks like in the room the A's have it. And you are right. Yes, it is Peru. Great job. Approximately... 88% of the world's alpacas live in Peru. So knowing this, uh, we, we, we've all made it to, we're now all in Peru. Uh, we walked up to a random alpaca and we asked them if they had seen Carmen San Mateo. And, uh, they said that they had indeed seen Carmen San Mateo, uh, in a local restaurant eating Lomo Saltado. Now, what sort of a dish is this, Colin? Uh, it's a, it's a stir fry. Karen? It's a soup. Do you agree with Colin or with Karen? A, for it's a stir fry, or B, for it's a soup? I'm seeing slightly more Bs than As. You all trust Karen, and you're all wrong. Yeah. Lobo Saltado is a stir-fried dish of, like, slices of steak and French fries mm. and other stuff. Yes. The Saltado comes from the same, like, root as the French sautéed. Saltado, ah, sauté. Not salt. Salt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, all right, folks. Oh, I'm sorry. So we had the warrant, uh, but we still have not caught Carmen San Mateo. We're still after her. Carmen ran out the back door of the restaurant before we could apprehend her, and it looks like she has stashed the Lincoln statue in the South American country with the longest coastline. That's uh, Brazil. Chile. Okay. Karen B says that Chile has the longest coastline. Well, you guys really Colin trust me. A says that Brazil has the longest coastline. The South American country with the longest coastline is Brazil. And, and we had a lot of Bs, so unfortunately, Carmen is still on loose. So yeah, Brazil's, so of course, everybody thinks of the Chile coastline, and it's, it's 6,435 yeah. 6, kilometers. Brazil's coastline is really 
big and goes around the uh, in 7941 so that is actually has a longer coastline than chile all right well we have only one more question left we can apprehend carmen um it looks like carmen is trying to hide president lincoln in plain sight right next <laughs> to the tallest statue of jesus in south america what city it to it, is she headed to the tallest statue of jesus in south america colin i feel like i read once that that is in rio grande do sul Rio Grande do Rio Grande do Sul. Interesting, Karen. Uh, Rio de Janeiro. Okay, so Karen says that the tallest statue of Jesus is in Rio de Janeiro. Um, Colin says that the tallest statue of Jesus is in Rio Grande del Sul. Um, things seem pretty uh, evenly split here. I don't feel like counting, so I'm just going to say that the people <laughs> who put up a Rio Grande do Sul are in fact. Correct, and I think there's most of you there. So everybody knows about Christ the Redeemer, yeah, T-posing, right, out there in Rio de Janeiro, but there is actually a taller statue of Jesus called Christ the Protector, which is five meters taller than the oh other. They're in, they're in a Jesus oh, off out yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> um, then Christ the Redeemer, so Christ the Protector is actually taller, but that's great because enough people either knew that or figured I was doing a trick question, and we got Carmen Samatera. We got her. Astounding. We did it. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our show thank you all for joining me and thank you listeners for listening in hope you learn stuff about gosling or nugs uh about trademarks about lactation and more <laughs> you can find us on all major podcast apps and on our website goodjobbrain.com this podcast is part of airwave media podcast network visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to other shows like the history of everything nature nerds and history tea time and we'll see you next week bye, bye. traffic jams tailgating pile-ups oh the joys of driving how could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.